today from Germany, the country right next to Holland, is with me Rebecca Wagner. And I am excited. She's a Battle student. She just graduated. And when I spoke to Rebecca just, just a couple of days ago, we were talking about how to be intimate with God. So the title today is Become Intimate with God, but there's more to that. Would you be willing to step out in faith? Would you be willing to say, I don't even have my tuition paid, but I'm just going to get on that airplane and I'm going to do what God wants me to do and have that kind of faith. How do you get there? And what is it that you can do? This is you. You've done this. So tell me how God has keeps providing for you. <laughs> I would say it's not a privilege that is only for me, but God loves to provide for his children. And um, I believe that, like a lot of people ask me the same question and ask me like, why do you experience that God was providing financially for you in such a great way, emotionally, like that he's guiding you where um, your dreams are from. And, like, and I would say the main thing is that I just surrendered my life to God. And um, I believe that um, actually deep intimacy with God and relationship with him doesn't come from striving more and really like pushing to get more, but actually from surrender. And so um, I, for myself, experienced that always when I surrender something to God, He's taking better care than I could ever take care of. And so, for example, I surrender my finances, my emotions, my future, whatever is in my life, I surrender my whole life to God. And if, even in some certain areas, if I realize, oh, there's an area, like I'm actually not experiencing that, I need to ask myself, have I not surrendered it to God? For example, also my relationships, like whatever is there, I want to be open to say yes even before God is asking me and to really surrender that to Him. And I realized that a life that is fully surrendered to God, you know, I don't have to uh, work then for myself, but I actually can work from His love and I can walk from His love and I don't have to take care of myself, but I can really experience Him as the Father that He wants to be for every single person. And so it's not a privilege that is only for me, but for every single person God is longing to have this experience with every single of his child. And so many people like long to see God like that, but they're not willing to actually give up their security. Because that's the thing, right? And control. How do you, because how did you get there? You, you know, I'm looking at you like, give me more, give me more, give me more. This is good stuff. This is what people need. They, they need to do this. But what was it for you? Because your childhood was not easy. No. So I would say, um, and I'm not there yet, you know, like it sounds super easy and it sounds like as, oh my goodness, she's like walking in that. But yeah, no, it's like, yeah, walk we like want it, we want it, you know. A walk like that is like a walk on water. It's like as um, um, when you look at Peter, how he stepped out of the boat. Before yeah. you step out of the boat, you don't know if this is water or it actually you can walk on it. You actually need to step out of the boat to experience it. And maybe other people right now or maybe people that are evening listening, and um, watching the show right now, they're going to question themselves. They're going to see like, oh, wow, she's experiencing that. And other people I saw experiencing that. Um, but maybe that's not something I will experience. And maybe they're right now in the boat and they're looking like the other disciples and thinking of like, oh, I actually want to experience that. But of course, Peter is experiencing that, you know. But it's actually a step. You need to step out of the boat of your own security of actually keeping everything together, controlling the situation. And you need to say, God, I'm actually trusting you and I'm making a step of trust. And it's a journey. Like the relationship with God is a journey like with every single other person too. And that's the beautiful thing. He doesn't want something from us that is super different to everything else that um, 
that, that we could think of, but it's always modeled in a way that we can understand it. So relationship with other people is so similar than my relationship with God. Now, so how did that model start for you? How did that, because you had a tough childhood, and there's many people that have had a tough childhood, you know? Hurting people could hurt people. That's just the way it is. So how did that surrender process start for you? Did it start while you got to Bethel, or did it start already at home? How did you make that transition first? Mm, I would say it started so much earlier. I was a few times short-term on the mission before BSSM already, and I feel like it was for me a lot through the Bible itself. So um, when I was reading the Bible and I saw verses like, um, you're gonna do greater things than I have done, I know. When I was reading that, I was thinking, this is literally not my life at all. And so I was thinking, if this is not my life, but God actually has this for my life, how does it look like? How can I thrive for more? How can I actually walk in the right direction? You're asking the right questions. Yeah, and I believe it's all about asking the right questions and really like asking God about that and not thinking, oh, it doesn't work for me. And so I um, asked God, like, for example, like um, for a Bible school like that, and I asked him before I even studied that, and he said it was not the right timing. So I studied five years. I'm a high school teacher. Ah. And um, after that, I realized, oh, wow, um, I felt at the end of my study it's the right timing to go to a Bible school, and God really highlighted this Bible school here in California for me. And in Germany, it's also a, a lot... Um, a, a bit more famous, so there are more and more people who come out here, and it's actually the most international group in Bethel. And um, so I realized, um, just through like different books and like um, talking with people, they are um, alumni from the school. I realized I feel like this is really the right step for me, but I didn't have the finances. I didn't have like this family background, like that. My parents were like immediately, of course, we support you in that. Let's run like, in this what? direction. Are you kidding me? What do you want to do? It was more like that. Uh, no, neither. It was, I would say it was just like they didn't really understand what I'm doing, finally. Mm -hmm. And my parents are actually really supportive people, but they just didn't get like the vision, I feel like. They were, it was just they didn't know Bethel or anything about it. And so... Um, so you have no money. Yeah, I You no want to come. You have no clue how to get there. And then it's also in a different country, way out there. How do you go about it? Um, just trusting God and asking him how to do things because the more we understand that we surrendered actually the more we understand that we don't need to do it we don't need to like I it was I understood like more and more not from the very beginning <laughs> but like just on the journey like that actually um, and it's also not only about finances we can take this for every situation about emotions about relationships about every single thing that comes about across the way that um, it's all um, of understanding that it's actually not longer our responsibility, but when God is um, ah. t telling me to go there, he's gonna provide for that. But how do you deal with that when he provides, in our opinion, last minute or later, you know, and, and there's more to that right now. How do you become intimate with God in such a way that you trust him with finances, emotions, everything? And what's the benefit of that? That's next. Stay tuned. You want to hear what Rebecca has to say because she has done it.
Barb TV is all about you getting the needs met that you have. Satan wants to steal, kill, and destroy your life, but Jesus wants to give you the abundant life. How do we do that? We have guests with stories, and God wants to do the stories again in your life. He wants to change your life, He wants to improve your life, and He wants you to have all the benefits. I love young people. I love them on fire. And I, it's, it's almost funny. You almost want to crawl in their skin, which sounds weird. And, and just be part of what they're doing and grab that joy and run with it. You know what so often people that, what they call more experienced or, or are longer in the church, all that stuff we're saying is they kind of fall in that flow. And that's not what God is about at all. Because if you're young or old, take Moses, 80 years old, when he really got serious about the calling that God had ready for him that moment, you know. But when you start seeing each day, God wants to give you new things, but you have to get into the new wineskin to be able to apply that. So often, the older generations that have been Christians for years want to use their old ways to apply the new things that they just found out and it falls apart. So switch it, change it, and that's what you're doing. That's what you're all about. So here you are, you're, you're trying to figure out a way and then God provides, how did that all fall in place? And was it a struggle for you financially? Mm. <laughs> I think it's always easy to say this afterwards, but I feel, um, Because it was a new white skin. Yeah, it's definitely something new. But I feel it's not, I feel like it's my journey is um, maybe it's like obvious in a financial way that God was providing for me, but God was providing for me in so much more ways than just financially. And I would say like the last, especially like the last two years, like to have been in the school was such an incredible honor for me, like to be here, like my mindset got totally shifted in some areas. I really had a lot of revelation and um, amazing time just with God. And I'm just convinced God wanted to have me here. And I believe it's not the only place he could have done that, but it's definitely an amazing, amazing place. And so um, he was providing for me on the way and I always had enough. There was not one time I didn't have food or something like this because, because he was not providing. And sometimes it was last minute and literally every single time also for ministry trips or for the tuition or for the living situation because I'm not allowed to work in America. Um, there have been so many different times and it was always different. And I've, I would say what I would say to someone um, who would love to go on this journey of trusting God is God is not a machine or something, God is a person. So um, trusting him means that I'm actually giving up on um, control and I'm surrendering to him. But it also means that we're going to experience different times. So it's going to look so different in different timings. It can be that like even like just to come back to the financial example that like one time um, it's just like I heard so many testimonies even from other friends too like where the tuition like of thousands of dollars were just like provided from one random person they've never met in wow. their life. Because um, you show up and you don't have your tuition paid but you, c you can't work in America mm -hmm. so that cost us a problem. Yeah but there is so like I'm not alone in that there are so like thousands of other students like they experienced that um, they didn't have finances, they 
um, didn't have the funds or anything and they were just stepping out in trust and trusting God and like even for ministry trips they felt there was a post on they were just going to the airport in believing God for a ticket and just like sometimes even having more faith than me and it inspired me like to see um, how other people were stepping out and I feel like more and more when you're in an environment where other people believe even more in God than you and where they have more faith in God and making more risks in stepping out, this is also encouraging you to go further and to go further in your own faith. So I would say it's not only that I was like stepping out and being totally revolutionary from the very beginning, but it was a lot of seeing other people stepping out, a lot of like having examples of people that have gone before me, seeing other people's or even you know, like my desire is so much more than just being on a school and um, where I want to go with God in my life is so much more than just um, these two years have been, but this was an amazing launching pad for me to see other people from all over the world having the same desire to run after God with everything they are. And also like to read a lot about revival history and read a lot about people um, through different centuries and, and years and times. They That's have good. longed after, you know, what we are about to see. And I believe that God can do everything with someone's life if we fully surrender and we're actually saying yes to whatever he has for us. Now, I just read a book, God's Generals. Oh, yeah, I love that. And wow, I was mm -hmm. what I loved about God's Generals, they were human. Yeah. They were human. Mistakes were made, but also they, God used them mightily. I read the first one with Catherine Coleman and, mm -hmm. and names I'd never heard of before. But what was so cool about that book, God's Generals, is you can see God wants to do it again. Yeah. And, and so I, I, I heard Bill Johnson one time say, read God's generals. And I kept putting it off and putting it off. And then I read it and it really built my faith. So do you believe God's generals still exist today and God wants to do it again? Oh, yeah. And I want to be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Now, uh, when you hear a general, because the average viewer is like, what kind of a general are you talking about? I don't even know what that word means. So when I say God's general, can you explain to the viewer what that means? Yeah, I would say it's a person who said fully yes to the call of God. I believe for every single person on this earth, God has an amazing plan and has a call for their lives. And it sounds like more like he wants to do something with you, but it's so much more. First of all, I believe God wants to do more in us than through us. And God is so much more interested in actually launching ourselves and working on us in the inside and bringing healing. And then he's also interested of working and collaborating with us together and um, to make him seen and make, um, yeah, like to make him seen in the world. And I believe that God's biggest desire is actually to do this with us together and not just to like do something with our lives, but actually to do it with us together. He loves like the smallest desires we have in our hearts and mm. he wants to like bring this out and there are reasons like why we have the dreams that we have and there's an invitation of dreaming with him, dreaming his dreams and actually going deeper with him. And this is also what intimacy is, to dream together and to actually think through like, hey, what are the dreams that God has on his heart for this generation, mm. for this season, for, um, yeah, like where and we are right now. much bigger than we probably could even Yeah, so touch. much, so much. So much bigger. You know, this might be you right now. What's God's dream for you? What is it that God wants for you? Are you just making your whole list of what's missing in your life? Or are you willing to start dreaming big? And the bigger you think, the more you start listening to God, the bigger it becomes. So I want to encourage you just with that right now. Start dreaming big. Don't think just what you are capable of and have God lead you in that. But start saying, what would God think of that? With Moses again, 
You know, he was happy in the desert, but got an entire nation ready for him to be moved from slavery into freedom into the promised land. And that, my friend, is what he wants for you. Stay tuned. The best is, best is for last. We'll be right back. Peace is beautiful. However, finding peace is not always easy. But the result when you get there is life-changing. Are you ready to dream bigger, pray bigger, believe bigger, and live bigger? If you want to break free from dull Christianity and transform to a vibrant, active believer, what are you waiting for? Dare to Believe Big teaches you to believe like never before. It is time to grow, evolve, and expand. Discover four words that can transform your life. Are you ready to build a relationship with God? God has incredible plans for you. It is an exciting opportunity and you can live each day with a high expectation of what God will do next. Don't wait any longer and sign up for your new free membership. Sign up now and get a free gift at daretobelievebig.com. Now, Rebecca, you've been part of healings. You've gone on these trips and you've actually got to experience the power of God. Can you give one of those examples to me? Yeah. Um, I have seen physical healings. I've seen even like last year, my roommate's leg was growing out, like, and I was just praying for her. Wait, wait, wait a minute. What do you mean the leg grew out? Um, so she had always like pain um, from dancing and um, like she had just back pain and she didn't know like where it's coming from really. And then um, one person in her revival group got healed and she came home and she was super excited. Revival groups are um, bigger groups in Bethel, how we are organized to school. And so um, she came home and she was super excited and was like, wow, this was amazing. And, and then we talked through and then I, and she said like, yeah, and I've always that pain too. And when he got healed, I thought maybe I had, like this is for me true too. And oh I, yeah. I said, let's check oh it. Yeah. So we, I sit her on a, on a chair and we're like really checking that she's sitting on the, on the um, here. Um, like so close here to um, the end of the chair so that she is not moving in any direction and it was really true like her um, her um, her leg was uh, like two three centimeter maybe like shorter than the other oh. and so we just said a simple prayer and commanded it to grow out in Jesus name and yeah really? and I felt and saw it with my own eyes like how it grew out and it was like the first time I experienced a miracle like this and it was really beautiful to see that and I've a lot of friends, they have like experienced similar like things and have seen like on conferences or like on mission trips or like just in daily life on the streets, like um, we can experience that God is healing because he's, yeah, he loves his children and he, and um, sickness is nothing from God. Now so I experienced that as well. I had, a, had a stranger call me and say, go sit on the ground, take off your shoes and put your feet together and it was off. Wow. And I saw my leg growing. I That's literally, and amazing. my back pain was gone. But you're like, is this real? Is this real? Wow, this is real. This and is and awesome. it's, it was so amazing. So I know what you're talking about. But what about those people that you pray for and then they're not healed that moment? How do you deal with that? Yeah. Um, I feel like, um, I, feel, I feel it's, yeah, it can be difficult sometimes. You know, I feel like the main important thing is that if someone doesn't get healed, it doesn't change anything about, about God and about his character. And I believe that, um, yeah, there are different reasons and I maybe not even always know why someone is not getting healed. And the main thing that I can do is loving on a person. I'm not the healer, so I don't know always why 
for example, a person doesn't get healed, but I experienced that they're miraculously healings like right in the moment, but then there are also people that doesn't Heal seem to be time. healed, but then it's like over time they're completely getting healed. And then there's also people that are still waiting for the healing for years, and I have so much respect for that and love. And I feel like the way how they live their relationship in that of like trusting God and that is absolutely amazing. And I feel it's a lot also what you're doing with that. I know people and I'm having so much respect because I'm not dealing with a long-term sickness, but um, I know people they're having this for such a long time in their life and they exactly for what they have, they pray for people and they see people getting healed from the very sickness they have themselves. Oh. And I believe there's such a power in actually holding up to the character of God and like yes. saying like, hey God, I trust you. Even if I don't see this in my life, I'm gonna go after that. I'm gonna go even more after that. And so I for myself actually had a Down syndrome before I was born. What? Yeah, my uh, mom, and I love it really, like my mom was interceding for me and was praying for me and she already had three children. And the doctor said that I have um, Down syndrome and that she should abort me. And, um, wow. and my mom said, I'm gonna pray for this child, this child gonna be healthy. And she prayed and, I, and she gave birth and I, was, um, and I didn't have any Down syndrome. But then they said I have another sickness, what is called phenylketonary. Mm. It's like- and What's that? Um, it's like a sickness where your body develops, like seem to help be healthy. And then it backwards, like you, you start to slowly like, um, um, be um, like in the way that you grow and you learn like to walk and you all go that, backwards. you go backwards. And it's like a really wow. horrible sickness like for, for parents awful. to see that even, yeah. And so they prayed too, there was a church standing behind and were like really praying for that. And at the end I um, didn't have that neither or I got healed. And so they have like several situations. I had asthma, I got healed from that. I had it really badly and um, yeah, so there have been like in my own life even God, experiences. Yay, that, this yeah. is big. Yeah, it's really amazing. And um, I have seen, especially like in the last year also like a lot what God was doing in the area like of autism and like where people got healed from that in our church um, in Bethel. And I love to see that like there's no limitations, like, you know, seeing people getting healed from things like yeah, like autism, Down syndrome, like this is so much my heart to see that. And yeah, I know there are people out there, they're waiting for their healing. And what I would just say to them is just, hey, um, keep on believing in the character of God and ask him and search him. And everything is an in invitation for intimacy. Everything is an invitation to come closer to him. Don't let that very thing not rob you from your relationship oh, yeah. with God. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and what you said a little earlier, you were talking about Jesus talking about that, that he wants to do it all. and. Um, I want to just talk to you about that for a moment because it says here the 70 return. You guys return from mission trips and I can just see you being part of this right here. And it says when the 70 missionaries returned to Jesus, this is in Luke 10, they were ecstatic with joy telling him, I can see the joy there. Lord, even the demons obeyed us when we commanded them in your name. Jesus mm -hmm. replied, while you were ministering, I watched Satan topple until he fell suddenly from heaven like lightning to the ground. Now you understand that I have imparted to you all my authority to trample over his kingdom. You will trample upon every demon before you and overcome every power Satan possesses. Absolutely nothing will be able to harm you as you walk in this authority. However, your real source of joy isn't merely 
that these spirits submit to your authority, but that your names are written in the journals of heaven and that you belong to God's kingdom. This is the true source of your authority. Now, you know this. You see, I see it in you. You're, you know your authority. You know where you're going. And people want it. What is the first step for them? Go all the way back to where you started. What is the first step to them to say, I want it? What do I do next? Well, how do I start? I would say definitely identity. If you know who you are, you know that, for example, if um, fear comes up, insecurities, or like questioning adults about your own person, if you know who you are in God, you know, you can stand on that and you know that even if you're um, feeling emotions, that this is not defining who you are and that this is not defining your identity. And I would say it's a lot about understanding your identity and like actually walking into the authority. And you're not always gonna feel maybe the right feelings, but to know like, hey, I'm overcoming that, like because I'm not a victim to like, for example, anxiety. I'm not a victim to that, but I'm actually standing up and I'm standing in the authority that God gave me. And yeah, it's like what you were um, reading about, like even the demons obey us. Yeah. I believe we are absolutely called to that. And I believe in this world, like sometimes, uh, like I love to see healings, physical healings, but I love so much more to see emotional healings. And I love to see people getting healed from unforgiveness, like literally like for themselves delivered from unforgiveness, wow. you know? And when you see, and sometimes it's we, we, when we speak about demonic things, especially in, the, in Europe, and um, we don't really speak about that. And like, and even if then mm, it's not a huge comment to speak about deliverances in the church, the, like just where I'm coming from. But if you would speak about it, then it would be more something of like witchcraft or something like that. But actually there's so much more like with just unforgiveness and forgiving yourself. Like just from the um, mission trip, I'm coming back from Colombia. That was probably the trip with number one, the forgiveness. Yeah, it was a lot about um, deliverances. And we saw so many people coming free and you know like how you can see like how people's complete faces are just it's shifting changes, when changes. they experience that they're loved and when they experience of like this literally it's like a switch you can see like this the whole face of a person shifts it because changes. they're experiencing freedom wow thank you for coming to the show it's been a breath of fresh air mm -hmm. it's great to have you god bless you i know you're going to switzerland next and god will use you mightily so just to you thank real you quick so you want to be part of that? Forgiveness. We have a free download for you on our website, barbtv.org, the 10 steps how to forgive. I know what she's talking about, and I know once you get past that unforgiveness, it will actually take you out of that captivity that you're stuck in because no longer is the other person that owes you something, but you release them to God Almighty. So connect with us, barbtv.org. God loves you. Never forget that you choose to become the victim you actually choose to glorify satan instead of god you're already there you know how to cry to the lord but there is a complaining to the lord or there is a crying out to the lord help me i need your help i can no longer do it but then how does that work and i, I just love it because god sees you as a warrior he saw gideon as a warrior, his brothers were mur murdered, some of them. He was dealing with issues. He was not expecting anything anymore. And God shows up as the angel of the Lord. And it's